Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about the EU's financing of military assistance to Ukraine through the European Peace Facility in what constitutes the first ever EU funding of lethal weapons for a third country. Stay with us. War has returned to the European continent, bringing back painful memories that we thought long faded. The images of civilians fleeing their homes under the bombs, the shelling of hospitals and preschools, and the heroic resistance of the Ukrainian soldiers in the face of a brutal Russian aggression have brought EU leaders closer than ever in their determination to defend peace in Europe. So after a first packet of tough economic sanctions against Russian oligarchs, EU heads of state and government decided to provide 500 million euros from the European Peace Facility to fund and coordinate EU military assistance and military, including lethal, equipment to Ukraine. An historic feat, in the words of the European Council's president, Charles Michel. We managed, and this is a historic moment for the EU, to agree very quickly on the delivery of military equipment, defensive material, but also lethal material. The meeting of the European Council hours after Russia's aggression was crucial because it forged the necessary unity and convergence necessary to stand firm on the sanctions. And following this meeting, I instructed the High Representative to mobilise the peace facility. A move strongly backed by the European Parliament and a taboo that breaks, in the words of the High Representative, Josep Borrell. And another taboo has fallen these days. The taboo that the European Union cannot use their resources to provide arms to a country who is being aggressed by others. And this is the first time in the history that we will be doing that. And everybody agreed, or at least not obstruct this decision. The Council had already adopted an assistance package of 31 million euros for non-lethal assistance to Ukraine in December 2021. But for the first time in its history, the EU is now using a dedicated, although off-budget, tool to finance lethal military equipment for a third country. Now, what is the peace facility? Here's Bruno Bilkin from the European Parliamentary Research Service. The European Peace Facility was created in March 2021 to enhance the Union's ability to support military actions. Increasingly, the inability to provide arms was seen as a missing element in the EU's toolkit that allowed other actors to expand their influence at the expense of the EU. So, being able not only to train but also to arm partner countries, opens a completely new dimension of the EU's ability to act in its defence policy. Since the EU treaties prohibit the use of the EU's normal multi-annual budget for military or defence-related expenditure, EU leaders created this intergovernmental and off-budget tool to support its security ambitions and strengthen its global footprint. It has a spending ceiling of 5 billion euros until 2027, and member states pay their yearly contributions according to their gross national income. In response to Russia's attack, individual member states began to supply military equipment to Ukraine. But this didn't always match the needs of the Ukrainian army. 
So the EU's military staff set up a clearinghouse to better coordinate supply and demand. Under the peace facility, member states can be reimbursed for the lethal and non-lethal military equipment they've sent to Ukraine. And shipments are increasing from protective and medical equipment to weapons, ammunition and anti-tank missiles. Ukraine had also asked the EU to provide Russian-made fighter jets, which Ukrainian pilots are already trained to fly. But after some debate and diplomatic exchanges between EU member states and the US, the EU has decided against it, arguing it would raise a serious issue for NATO. NATO also made it clear it would not establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine, despite President Zelensky's repeated calls and would not send troops to fight in Ukraine. Here's NATO's Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg. Allies uh, provide support to Ukraine for many years, and now they're stepping up different types of support, and this is crucial uh, in this critical time for Ukraine. At the same time, allies agree that uh, we should not have uh, NATO planes operating over Ukrainian airspace or NATO troops on uh, uh, Ukrainian territory. Until now, the EU has been making it clear that Europe is not at war with Russia. But given how quickly EU countries agreed to use EU funds to finance weapons for Ukraine and their leaders' speeches at the end of the Versailles summit, a more ambitious defence Europe no longer seems like a pipe dream. Here's the High Representative, Josep Borrell. We want to keep peace in Europe, but we have to be prepared to defend this peace. An ambition that was confirmed by the Council's decision on the 23rd of March to double the EU military assistance to Ukraine through the European Peace Facility. I am glad to announce that uh, we have reached a political agreement for the additional 500 million under the European Peace Facility. And as the situation evolves, so will the EU's response. So stay tuned. And check out Beatrix Immenkamp and Bruno Bilkan's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.